you continue to show your tender loving mercies towards us father this evening we come to you oh god in need of your grace in need of your mercy in need of the tender loving kindness one more time we pray oh god let oh god even the entrance of your word bring light to your people let our gathering here not be in vain oh god come in your strength and in your power and do as only you can do for us in jesus name we pray with thanksgiving amen go ahead put your hands together amen you may be seated hallelujah dorothy you are welcome i think we all missed you amen but i think i missed you the most and it's good to see you amen okay how many were blessed at the camp today i really honestly don't feel like preaching because i want to preach what we preach at the camp can you can you play the first video the first video just the intro the first 10 minutes of the first video for me that 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 would be my message the first 10 minutes of the video of the camp and i urge all of us whether we were at the camp or not to make sure that the minimum we listen to each video should be about 12 times the minimum Amen. hallelujah Amen. the minimum of each video you you listen issue or watch should be about 12 times i said hallelujah Amen. are you glad you are here yes. are you glad you came to church you see there is something about camps which is not in a normal service. Amen. There is something about camp which makes your life different. Amen. My, my challenge to you is that make sure that you don't miss out. Amen. Which means that allow your spirit to be open. Allow your spirit to... to, to Glean everything that God is doing, even in this place. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you the theme for the camp 2019. But before I do that, have I got my reader? Is my reader ready? All right. Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Matthew 22, 36 to 40. I'm going to read three scriptures and then we are going to take off. Hallelujah. Matthew 22, 36 to 40, and then Deuteronomy 11, 13, 13, 14, 15, and Romans 12, 11 to 13. Hallelujah. So Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Matthew 22, 36. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets.
prophets. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let's read 37 together. Everybody read 37 together. Ready, go. Jesus, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord with all. Start again. Ready, go. Oh, I can't hear you. I want everybody say, reading it. Ready, go. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Hallelujah. So Jesus was giving the two most important commandments in the whole, whole world, and he said that the first most important commandment is that you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Amen. I want you to see the picture. All your heart is all your passion. All your soul is all your faculties, your thinking faculties. The way you think, the way you process, everything must Begin and end with the love of God. Am I talking to somebody? You see, majority of us, we, 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 we do everything in life, but we don't place a premium on the love of God in whatever we are doing. Are you with me? It is not the first thing we think about when we are taking decisions. For instance, uh, uh, if, if, Prinkinstein uh, comes to you and says that, hey baby, I love you. I want to start a relationship with you. The last thing or the, the, the first thing that comes into your mind is not, is Prinkinstein conducive for my love for God? I, I, am I talking to somebody? You, you check Prinkinstein out, he's fine. He has a BMW, he has a good job, he has money. Those are the things that inform your decision. But the Bible, Jesus is saying that you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. So the underlining de uh, decision maker of everything you do must start with the love of God. Because that's the first commandment. Are you with me? So it's like, what job should I take? Ah, if I become a drug dealer, I'll make more money. But you shall love the Lord with all your, your heart. That's your passion. Your mind, that's the thinking. Which means that everything you think must start, and, start middle, and end with the love of God. Your might, which means that you have to put your energy to it. Am I talking to somebody? But majority of us, we don't think about God in any, in our lives, daily lifestyle, in everything we do, God is not the premium. Amen. Next one. Deuteronomy eleven thirteen. This is when God, uh, the, the people of Israel were leaving the, the, the place of bondage into the place where God had destined for them to be. A place of, uh, um, if you like, a place of blessing, 
a place that God has prepared for them, the first thing he said or the first commandment he gives them is Deuteronomy 11, 13. Are you there? Yes. Read on. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with, with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain. Your okay, okay. Let's break it down. Start again from 11 to 13. I'm trying to lay the foundation of the whole theme of the camp. Verse, Are you with me? Verse 11. Verse, stuff, yeah. From uh, chapter 11, verse 13. And it shall be that if you end... He said, now, he says that from now to the... As you are entering your place of blessing, your place of, of uh, uh, glory, your place of, uh, of uh, breakthrough, he says that if condition, you shall, what, what did he say? Obey my commandments. You shall obey my commandments. Which I command you today. I am commanding you today. To love the Lord your God. And my commandment, the, the import of my commandment, the, the underlining uh, uh, substractor of, of my, my, my commandment is that you shall obey the Lord. I was looking for another word. I couldn't get another word. So I mean, the substractor, which means that the underlining factor, the underlining thing, the, it's like the foundation of everything you do is that you shall love the Lord. To love the Lord your God and serve him. And serve him. With all your heart. With all your heart. You see, the first thing we read, it says that you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. Then he he's moved the, 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 the parameter a little bit forward. And he says that your love is not just in thought and in deed. Are you with me? In, in thought, you shall love the Lord with your mind. In feeling with your heart and might with, with your action. He says that no, it's not just a, a thought process. It's not just a love of God. But that love must be moved into serving God. With all your heart. And with all your soul. And with all your soul. Amen. You see, the, the problem we have is that we love God, but not with all our hearts and not with all our souls. Why do I say that? You saw uh, on, on Saturday when we had the party, did you see the dance floor? Did you see the passion with which people were dancing? How many know what I'm saying? I'm just using that as an example. How many saw the passion that people were using to dance? The styles, the, the, uh, listen, there is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong with the way the dance and everything. It was nice and fantastic. But how many would, would, would uh, if that was translated in our worship and our service to God, would it not be, be far better? But see, what we do is that when we come to the house of God, it's praise and worship, then it's like we stay on the same place. We just move we shift two step or just shuffle. We, we do a shuffle on the same step. And then, uh, no effort. No 
No effort. Half of the time, half of the time, people are sat down whilst others are standing to sing and, and because it, 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 it makes you feel more uh, uh, dignified that people are, sitting, are standing and worshipping you are sat down. How many understand what I'm saying? I am not, I am not saying, I'm not saying that it's, it's a bad thing. But you see, it doesn't show passion. It doesn't show passion. Uh, uh, li- listen, listen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that you have a, a girl? Or you have a brother? Oh, okay. Stop there. Uh, Hallelujah. Be 25. Exodus 23, 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from your midst, the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among the people to whom you come and will make you or will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you. You shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, the Hittites from before you. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 11 to 13. Romans chapter 12, from 11 to 13. Never be lacking in zeal. Okay? Find the message for me. I read it from the message as well. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in afflictions, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Amen. Go back to the message. Do not burn out. Keep yourself fueled and aflamed. Be alert. Be alert servants of the master. Cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Amen. You know, we started talking about the wisdom in serving the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our might. I said to you that if you serve God passionately, the likelihood of you serving God to the end is great. When you serve God half-heartedly or deviously, it's only a matter of time you run out of fuel. Am I talking to somebody? You run out of fuel very quickly if you are not passionate if you are not fervent, if you are not, uh, if your heart and mind and soul is not on it, you will, you will be blown away. 
If you look at, you see, the, the Old Testament is a picture of today. The Old Testament, when you read the, the Bible, anytime you read the stories in the Old Testament, it's a shadow, it's a picture of how we are living today. And you see something that anytime the Israelites were with God and they cried to God and they were very fervent because of, of the oppression they were going through, they prayed and God came on the scene. God will deliver them. God will bring a Moses. God will bring a, a judge or somebody to lead them. And then as they, they are led and freedom comes, then immediately as they are going on, they begin to look at the people who are all live close by them. They look at the people next to them and they want to be like them. They, they look at them and, and, and as they, they, they are, uh, concentration, attention goes to other people and other gods, they shift their their zeal, it shifts their zeal, their love, and their effort towards the service of God. And you see them backsliding. Are you with me? And it's almost as if as soon as they do that and they backslide, then trouble comes. How many will agree that when we are serving God, even when it's difficult, hard times come, God has a way of delivering us. But see, when, you're, when your mind is on other things, your, other, you know, your mind goes off and you, you backslide and everything, you go into a very slippery slope. There's a scripture that we all know, Psalm 23. It starts by saying that the, the Lord, when the Lord is my shepherd, I will not want because he makes me to lie down in good places. He will lead me beside still waters. You know, then it goes on. When I take over, ca can you go to Psalm 23? Are you there? It says that, no, New King James, please. When the Lord is my shepherd, guess what happens? I don't have need. Verse 2. Because he makes me, not I make me. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You see, but the way God makes us to lie down, it's almost as if we are making ourselves lie down. That's how come we, 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 we lose focus. Because when things are working, it can easily make us think that we are making things work. Our connections, our people, the people we know, our hard work is what is making life work. But what you don't realize is that because he's our shepherd, he is making us lie down in green pastures. You know, every sheep depends on pasture for livelihood. Are you with me? And when the pasture is green, it means that the food is sweet, it's succulent, it's good. Are you with me? Every sheep, if you ask them what they prefer, they will tell you that I prefer good pastures, green pastures. I'm sure if I ask you what you prefer, you say you prefer blessing. You prefer riches to poverty. You prefer goodness to uh, trouble, health to sickness. We, have, we, will, we all have things that we would want. Are you with me? You say that when he's leading me, this is where he takes me. He makes me to lie down in Green pastures. 
He leads me. You see, you can have green pastures and not have peace. Are you me? You can have green pastures and not have peace, which means that you will not enjoy the food. Can you imagine that when you are eating and somebody is, is fighting, it's not, it's not easy. <laughs> you may not even enjoy the food. You may not eat. You may have indigestion. When you are, you see, when you are in trouble and they put a nice food in front of you, 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 don't, you lose appetite. But it says that he will lead me Besides still waters, which means that I have peace. You see, when you have peace and you have nice food, nice life, the enjoyment is great. It's double enjoyment. Now look at verse 3. Verse 3 says, he restores my soul. That means that he takes away depression from me. He takes away uh, mental torture and everything. He restores my, my soul, my, my, my feelings are now at ease. And he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Can you see that when he's leading, everything looks fine? Verse 4. Then I take over. Yea. See, when, when I take over, the first thing that we, I see is yay. Yay means ouch. Yay. I am walking. The first, the verse we read right now said that he was in charge. He led me through what? Green pastures, still waters, righteousness, leading, uh, 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 restoring my soul and everything. But when I took over, now, how did I move from being led by the Lord to leading myself? See, most of the time, even though we are being led by the Lord, our passion is divided, our attention is divided, our, our eyes are looking at the Lord and looking at uh, uh, everywhere else. Uh, uh, so we don't follow our heart after him. We don't follow hard after God. And that is how come we lose focus. Before we know, we have taken over. And you see, God is such a gentleman. The spirit of God is such a gentle personality that as soon as you try, he just leaves you. The Bible says that his spirit will not contend with us forever. As soon as you want to, okay, take over. See, as soon as we take over, uh, what's inside of us? See, what's inside of us? It doesn't take us to good places. That's why you must not be too hard to want to be in charge and want to have things the way you want to have things. Are you with me? Because I always say something that all of us in life, there is a button Somewhere around here, really, I don't know where it is, but it's a button here somewhere that is marked self-destruct. And it's that button that we always want to press. Are you with me? It's like an itch, and that itch is on the self-destruct button. And every time we are walking, it's that 
itch that we carry. And we want, always want to scratch it. And we know very much, well that when we scratch that, I don't know where it is on, on our torso. I don't know. I, I, I wish I knew. If I knew where it was, I would operate and take it away. By somewhere, all of us have it. Have you not realized that you've taken a step that almost led you to a very, very bad place? Or has led you to a bad place, but for God, you wouldn't have made it. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's, you see, if it's happened before, it's there. Anytime you don't allow God to lead, you will see yourself. Yea, though, I walk through the valley of, you see, a valley, a valley is a low place. Number one. Number two, a valley is surrounded by a mountain. And a mountain is a high place. A mountain is not an easy place to traverse. It's not an easy place to. And when you have like a valley, which means like a mountain here and a mountain there, or if you have a mountain just at one place, it looks impossible or it looks very scary. And when the sun falls or, or light falls on the mountain a certain way. You see images that are scarier than the real. Are you with me? A shadow is bigger than the real person. Are you with me? Depending on where the light is, the shadow is bigger and more scarier than the actual. See, Satan knows how to project problems and make problems seem now impossible to traverse. And anytime we, God is not in control, it enables Satan to come and bully us. <laughs> and the Bible talks about the fairy darts of the enemy. Have you, do you remember in Ephesians 6, it talks about the fairy darts of the enemy. And the fairy darts of the enemy is the amplification of trouble. Did you hear what I said? Is the amplification of trouble, which means that the trouble or the fear of the trouble is, you know, that the fear of the trouble is not as, as wild as the trouble itself. Have you ever, you know, been told that you're in trouble? Something's going to happen to you. And the panic and the fear is much more than the trouble itself when the punishment came. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, though, I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I will stop here. Because the I fear no evil only comes in when his rod and his staff comes. Are you with me? Because the, 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 the way to read it is this way. I will fear no evil because your rod... For because you are with me, and your rod and your staff will comfort. The word for is the same as because. Are, are you with me? He's saying that because you are with me. See, God is ever so near to us. All he needs from us is that we call on him. And acknowledge that we can't do it by ourselves. And then he comes, he takes over the driving seat again. So don't think that you are, you are so far gone that you can't call upon the Lord. Amen. I, I, am I talking to somebody? Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
His rod and his staff comforts me. He prepares a table before me. Now you see, they're preparing a table before me in verse 5. It's the same as verse 1 and 2. Because now when he comes in charge, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Then because of my goodness and mercy following me all the days of my life. You see, when, when you give God the chance, it doesn't mean that you won't go to trouble. But even in the trouble, goodness and mercy is, will follow you. Even in the trouble, you can eat, you prepare the table right there and have peace with God. Are you with me? That is why we must, we must determine that we would dwell, we will, sit, we will stay. You see, like the, the guy said that, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This is a clever person. Says that, and I will dwell. Now I've seen that when I go away from him, I get in trouble. When I stay with him, because there are three, three different uh, times. When I was with him, there was green pastures, uh, goodness, uh, peace, uh, part of righteousness. When I was in charge, valley of the shadow of death experience. When he comes back, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Goodness and mercy is following me. So the, the writer of Psalm 20 says, now that I've seen, this is what I'm going to do. I will dwell in that. <laughs> I will stay here. I will stay here. I will stay. I will stay in the presence in the house of the Lord forever because I realize that that is where I get my blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So I, I am challenging all of us. I'm challenging all of us that listen, let us love the Lord with all our hearts, with all our might, with all our soul, and let us serve him. I say, let us serve him. Amen. Amen. Let us serve him. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 and 15. Joshua chapter 24. So all we went to talk about at the camp, stems or evolves around this, this thing. You know, the, 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 the funny thing is that I never told any of the speakers what to talk about. And it's something I do deliberately. I never ever give anybody the theme. Nobody knew the theme. Nobody knew the theme until we got to the camp. I didn't know the, the theme until at a couple of days just about two days to the camp. That was when I got to know the team. Are you with me? But if you look, if you listen to all the messages, you will think that the same person wrote all of it. How many know what I'm talking about? You think that it was, it was arranged, that you talk about this, you talk about this, you talk about... No, it was never arranged. They didn't know. They were asking me what the theme of the camp was. Before they started to preach. Because we kept praying that God speak to us. God speak to us. God speak to us. God speak to us. You see, it, it is no good to say God speak to me and then you prepare something. Do, do you get it? There's a, there's a story about a donkey. 
Have I told you that story before? There was a donkey who was in a land of farming. And they wanted to go and find food. There were two donkeys walking. They wanted to go and find food. And they had been walking for days. And they got to a place. It's like a T-junction. They can go left or right. Right takes you to another town. Left takes you to a different town. And just about the time they were going to, the one friend suggested that let's pray and ask God whether to turn right or left. So just about the time they were closing their eyes to pray, one saw hay on the right. And then they closed their eyes. Lord, as we are about to make a decision whether to go to left or right, help us to take the right path that will lead us to the blessings that you have prepared for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Then they open their eyes. Where do you think they will turn? So was it an answer to the prayer or was their eyes that to, to <laughs> I, are, you, are you getting it? So you see, when you ask God that he should, don't try and help God. Amen. So we, we, we were praying that God speak to us. God speak to us. And I believe without any shadow of doubt that this is the word that God wants us to have in this time. That learn to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. You see, it's not just learning to love the Lord, but in everything, in everything, in every decision you make, ask yourself, how do I show my love for God in this area, in this decision? How does the Lord glory, get glory, glory, uh, glory from, 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 from this, this action? You know, the Bible talks about David. How God referred to him as a man after his heart. You know, every action that David took, every action that David took, the love of God could be felt in it. You know, when he made a mistake and made, he made a series of catastrophic mistakes, isn't it? Yeah. When the prophet came and delivered the judgment. Same thing happened to uh, Saul. Saul also made a mistake. You realize that we, even though we say we love the Lord, we'll make mistakes. Mistakes are bound to happen. So it's not the mistake, but it is even in the mistake your actions must reflect your love for God. Are, are you getting it? When Paul, uh, Saul made a mistake and the verdict came, even in the verdict, he was trying to protect his skin. Even in the verdict. He was never interested in what God, but David said, it is only to you have I sinned. If you are going to punish me, punish me. I don't mind. Take away anything. My throne, my kingdom, my family, my wife, my children, my wife, everything. Take everything. But the only thing I pray you don't take. Don't take your spirit from me. Don't take the love you have for me. 
Don't take it. Take everything. But the one thing I pray that you don't take is my love. For most of us, we would have So long as I maintain my, you see, Saul was interested in maintaining his crown, even to the end. Even to the end. You know, at the, the, the war, the, the last war at Endor that he died, you know, he was still trying to, to keep the crown. Even when he went to see the witch. He was still trying to, to, to salvage his crown. He could not be bothered about God. See, sometimes of us, we all we want is to save the money we have in our pocket. It doesn't ma- matter. They will save the friendship, save, save something, save, you know, our face, save something. But as for God, you know, but I want you to be like David and say, listen, it doesn't matter. Even if I don't have a job. And I have God is fine. Even if I don't know where my next meal is coming from. And I have God is fine. Because David knew that if he could have God. It's only a matter of time. He'll get a crown. Yeah. When Absalom came and chased him out. If you listen to his prayers he was praying. He never once prayed about the throne. All he prayed, one of the prayers he made, oh, that I will be able to go back to Jerusalem to worship in the temple. Oh, that I'll be able to get that relationship. That I'll be able to be in church, worship in church. As for my, my, my crown, the closest he came to praying for the crown was, Lord, turn the, fool, uh, the wisdom of Ahithophel into foolishness, the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. That's all he said. But as for the, 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 the relationship with God, he, 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 that was all. He cherished it. He cherished it with a passion. He fought for it. Are we, are we fighting for our love for God, our heart for God, our passion for God? Or are we fighting for something else? Listen, if you're going, if it has to be a choice between Prankinston and God, choose God. If it has to be between picking a guy who meet all your, you know, all every lady has, um, you understand, ideal. Every man also have their ideal. <laughs> you get it. But listen, if, if it means forsaking your ideal to have God, believe me, you are better off choosing the one that you have that will keep your relationship with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You are better off. Because God has a way of turning back our captivity and giving us everything that we lost. Everything that you think you, you, you've lost, God has a way of t- giving it back. He says that he that will save his life will lose it. But he that will lose his life for my sake will do what? Gain, Gain the life. 
Amen. Am I, am I talking to somebody? Learn, learn to love God and be passionate about God. Stay in love with God. Stay, stay focused. Let your mind stay on him. Be, 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 become a fanatic if that's what it takes. You save your relationship with God. You save your soul. You save your, you know, Once upon a time, I had to make that decision. Once upon a time, I had to make that decision. I had to stay in a place where I will maintain my reputation, I will maintain my love and fame and everything and lose my passion for God, my love for God, so that I'll be here, but I'll be pretending. That was the, are you with me? I had that choice. Or lose the fame, lose the uh, whatever promotion, and lose everything, and still have my passion, my love for God. Guess what? I chose that. Do you know what that brought me? It brought me anger from everybody. It brought me demotion. It brought me disgrace. It brought me uh, all that you can think of. But it was only a matter of time. I said it was only a matter of time. You gain everything back plus more. I said you gain everything back plus more. Learn how to love God. And your beginning, your middle, and your end must have God in it. Most of us are going to be choosing husbands or choosing wives. Let that choice be influenced by your love for God. When I say it, a lot of people think I, I, I'm joking, but... I, my choice for a spouse was not based on my spec. It was based on my love for God. And guess what? God will give you the best. I say God will give you the best. Because God can choose the best more than you can choose the best for yourself. Yeah. Because when you are choosing, you are looking at hips. You are looking at broad chest and uh, beard. Somebody told me that I, I, all I want is a man who has a lot of beard. Yes, yes. I don't care whether he's bald, so long as he has beard and he has a hairy chest. This was somebody recently. I can't remember who the person may be sitting here. I don't know. they told me. I can't remember who it was. Okay, it may be that the person is, is here. But, you see, let it not be about beard. Let it not be, he has to be six foot four. He has to be, you know, he has to be 
you know, athletic build. He has to, no, 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 no. You may have somebody who is six foot with a beard and a broad shoulder and hairy chest, but that person is taking you straight away from God to hell. My mother says something. If you have the opportunity to go to the cemetery to interview the people who have died and ask them, find out who died before their time and gather all of the hundred of them and interview one, on one after the other, you will realize that more than 80% who died before their time died because of the opposite sex, a relationship, a bad marriage, bad relationship, bad uh, husband or wife. And if you can't go to the cemetery to go and make conduct the survey that I am talking about, you can go to the mental hospital the mental, mental hospital, and go and conduct the same survey in the mental hospital. Take away those who are there by uh, maybe no chemical imbalance or whatever, and interview 100 of them. I can guarantee about 70 of them, 70% of them are there because of the opposite sex relationship. Broken heart. Broken heart that led to abuse of drugs, that led to mental health, depression because of a relationship that failed, that that went, you know, to to something that you see, it's always one thing leading to the other thing leading to the other. But when you look at the basic basic reason, basically, you will find out that it is there because of Hallelujah. That is why, you see, you don't just make a choice. Remember that I told you there's a self-destruct button. See, as you are choosing, the button is, being, is helping you. This one shall destroy you. You see, majority of us, we know that this person is bad for me, but I still want to. I still want to because I want to press. I want to press. I know it's bad. I want to press. I, I, I want to pray. I know. I know. Listen, I know, pa Pastor. I know, but I still want to press. Once I press, I'll be all right. See, one of the things I never do, I never do, is when somebody says, Pastor, I love him. This is all. If I don't get him, I'll die. I'll never, never counsel you otherwise. I don't touch it. Because you tend to hate me. I've been doing this job for a long time, so I know how it works. I, I, I know I'll become your, your enemy. And when I say no. So immediately, I gather a lot of tissues. Buy a lot of tissues, and I keep them in my... Have you ever been to my office? I have a lot of tissues everywhere. I, the one thing I never run out of in my office are tissues. Never ever run out of them. 
Because I know you will come crying. Oh, 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 he left. Oh, yeah. I'll give you another one. What is it? Another one. You, how you, uh, then I'll put, I have a waste basket. I'll put it next to you. And then as you are crying, I'll give you some toughies that will give you a lot of energy to cry. <laughs> I'm giving you my, my trade secret. You see, I could have saved you all those tears. But I know that if I had said it at a time, you would I'll become your enemy. So I'll leave you. Have you seen uh, football? They have the referees. They have a certain when, like, somebody kicks somebody, but there's an advantage. The referee goes, "Play on, play on." I am, I am blowing the whistle. Don't. We are not interfering. Just play on. So I help you to play on, knowing that it's only a matter of time. You are going to hit your head on the brick wall. And come back. You know, but when you become, listen, God, 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 I don't care what you, what I think I want. Not what I want, what you want. I prayed for six months, three hours every day to make that choice. And my prayer was very simple not what I want. So I, I, I always like tall, you know, very tall, you know, heavy. That is. CCG. You, you, you know, but, 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 you see, no. I said no. I said no. Because that tall, and Kevin one. Who knows? Who knows? Tomorrow. <laughs> you know, at the time, at the time, there were few who were jockeying for position. Oh, wow. Hot cake. Hot cake. Oh, at the time, I was one of the hottest cake in the place. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. No, no. Calm down, calm down. You know, you know, she, she's my witness. She'll tell, tell you if I'm, okay, if I'm lying. No, 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 she wasn't part. She was never, ever in the, in the, in the equation. But at the time, I had finished university. I had a job. I had my two-bed flat. You know, and, and I was the, one of the, there were only three people with cars in the church. And my car was the nicest. In fact, my car was the constant wedding car. Anytime they say wedding, it means my car. When, no, 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 what's that? I'm sure. <laughs> I graduated by then. <laughs> you know, so it's like everybody wants to come to my, my, my place. Because at the time, majority of the brothers in the church, they were struggling. <laughs> Not very powerful jobs and like 
not far powerful places to stay. Are you with me? And you know how women like nice things and soft, easy place. And I had a choir of about 30, 40. Majority of them are women. I think the men in the choir were about eight. The rest were women. And I can tell about 80% were not married. And they were around the same, I mean, they were all around the same marriable age. So there were more women trying to than men. But I knew that, no, not this one, not this one. Let me go to pray because I can't trust my eyes. I can't trust my heart. I can't trust my feelings. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Because I knew that I need to love the Lord with all my heart. And I need God in this. Because if this one, I don't get it right, my relationship with God will be affected. So I took it serious. Started to pray. Started to pray. I prayed, 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 prayed. When I saw her for the first time walk through the doors, I knew. I didn't have I didn't have any any uh, you know what I mean like doubt I didn't have any any no 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 there was nothing like that I, I mean it was not like I'm trying to see no no I knew the problem I had was how do I convince her <laughs> that this is it you get it but I knew I was I was settled in my heart and as soon as I saw I knew that. I don't know whether you knew. <laughs> but, but I'm sure, do you care to tell them the eyes that the people, some people used to give you when it became public? What 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 is that? By your preacher. What keys? Sorry. Did you did you feel people intimidated? No, I think that the commonality was that I also knew that I wanted somebody because the, what really attracted me to him was his service of God. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because he used to sweat too much. Carrying the instruments. Everybody will be gone. He'll be tying ropes, cords. Yeah, then he'll have to pack up all the things. And then everybody's gone. Yeah. Yes, so that was definitely, you know. Yeah, but in terms of other people, I think that my level was too high. I, I didn't give you the microphone for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you know, we read a scripture, and I want us to go back to it. Exodus 23, 25 to 28. It says that, So that shall the Lord 
So shall you serve the Lord. If you serve the Lord, he will, want, he will bless your bread. Can you see it? Exodus 23, 25. If we serve him, condition. First thing he will do is what? He will bless our bread. Do you know what, it mean, what bread means? Anytime you see bread in the Old Testament, it's talking about your income. Are you with me? When you see bread, what sustains you? He says that you, so you, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and water. And then two, he will take away frustration. Sickness is frustrations. He will take away sicknesses from you. Number 26. No one shall suffer miscarriage. That means that you will not have a failure in your business. You will not have a failure in anything that you, you endeavor, you undertake. You will not suffer failure. No, sometimes we fail in business, but it's because God is raising a better business for us. Amen. See, the thing is, is when you love God, he orders your step. He orders your path. So what somebody will call, will call a failure, it's not a failure. It's just he's reordering your step to a better place. And always, if you look back at it, you see that where the door he closed was the best door that needed to be closed. And the door he's opened is the best door that needs to be opened. Are you with me? But when you're not serving God, it's not like that. You see yourself losing the, thing, the good things that you don't need to lose. And he says that there will be none barren in your land. Anything you, are, you undertake will, will, will succeed. I will fulfill the number of your days. I believe that the number of my days will be fulfilled. Amen. Yeah. I believe that very, very much. That I will not die before my time. Amen. You know, there's something that the Muslims say. The Muslims say that they are not afraid of death. Because they know that the day they die is the day that God has ordained for them to die. And I believe that that is more for those who serve God. The servants of God must understand that, listen, I, you cannot kill me. I'm too valuable for God to die before my time. Do, do you understand? When I am dying, the day I die, means that that was the day he needed me. Amen. I will send my fear before you. I, I, I laugh at people who are afraid of witches and wizards. Pastor, they are calling my name in some, in some water. I, no, 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 no. When they call my name in any water, what they will see is fear. I say, when they call my name in any water, what they will see is fear. Because fear comes before you see my face. You won't see my face because I'm hid in Christ in God. So when you call my name, it's God first. Before Jesus Christ, before me. <laughs> you can't find me. What you see will make you run away. Hallelujah. I will cause confusion among all the people whom you, to whom you come. The people who call you in, in shadows, the, the witches that will call your name in the coven and things, they, they will run out of confusion. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. 
was it? Uh, pastor was telling us that he went to um, a village for the first time with his wife, his wife's village. When he went to the wife's village and he entered with the wife, when they saw him, Dr. Frank, listen, those God jealously guards those who serve him in a certain way. Listen, your best security is to serve God with all your heart, your might and soul. See, when my father died, they, they said that they wouldn't allow my father to be buried. The family has, uh, like, the place they buried, the family, uh, it comes from the royal house, so they have a royal cemetery. And they said that they wouldn't allow my father to be buried there. And then we said, no, that is where he's going to be buried. So we defied the family view and buried him in the royal some, uh, place, cemetery. And you see, from where I come from, you have to wait for a year before you come and do the tombstone. So when we buried him and were leaving, the one that is known as the chief witch in the place came and said that next year, by this time, we'll see which one of you will come and bury and put a tombstone on this, this uh, grave. The person who comes will never leave So, the year came, we had to go and do the, the thing. I went, they said, when I got to uh, Ghana, my family, my siblings said they're not going. My mother said she's not going. None of my uncles said they are going. They said, no, they won't go. I said, fine, I will go. So they gave me workers, you know, those workers that go and do the thing. So we took them from the capital all the way to the village. We drove. We're going. We're going. My, my mother said, listen, I'm not prepared to lose you. Please don't go. Even the Bible says, let the dead bury their dead. They buried him, so let him stay there. I went. We did the, the tomb, everything, and then I stood by it and I took a picture. And I drove back. It's been 12 years. I'm still standing. That person who said, no, uh, whatever, the witch who said that they were, she's dead. Listen, God knows how to take care of us. I say God knows how to take care of us. See, this thing that we are doing eh, is our protection. It's our sanity. It's our defense. It's our insurance. It's our provision. David said, I've been young. Now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous begging. Uh, forsaking or seed begging bread. You will never beg bread. I say you will never beg for bread. You stay, be passionate doing this thing. I've been doing this thing for a very long time. I've been doing it for a very, very long time. 
And I can assure you, I say I can assure you that doing this is your salvation. I say doing this is your, is your provision. Doing this is your insurance. Amen. You shall serve the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first. Or on this hang the law. Amen. Stand to your feet.